I have a very special guest today, my grandmother, Ruth Shear. A fellow musician and author, she's been such an inspiration to me. Grandma Ruth, how did you develop an interest in both music and writing? Now, I discovered music really when I was about eight years old. And I had a piano teacher at Franklin School who taught Otto W. Meissner's The Melody Way. And it was a, it, to this day, it is a masterpiece way of teaching piano. And uh, we had in the classroom, one person would be at the piano and all the others would have a cardboard keyboard. And we would learn the little melody that Meissner used was Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, Mi, So, Fa, Re, Fa, Mi, Do, Mi, Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, Mi, So, Fa, Re, Mi, Do, Re, Re, Do. Simple. But he put it in the key of F so that if you were also going to teach how to read the music, as well as to play it, you have the spaces in the lines. The spaces in the treble clef are F-A-C-E. And the lines are E-G-B-D-F. And so you are getting all that visual, seeing those spaces with those notes on them and the lines with the notes on them. So you're learning many things at once if you are observant. Now that also can be transposed to all the keys on the piano. And also, of course, you learn the tonic chord and the dominant chord. And that's what you use to accompany that lovely little melody. And then you switch hands and you put the melody in the left hand and the chord in the right hand. So you have so many aspects of music. Well, that just set me on fire. I thought that was the most fun and it sounded so beautiful. So that's the way I started. And then when I was 10 years old, I won a contest to win a little 12 bass accordion. And I missed the contest. Somehow we didn't get the uh, date correct. But when they heard me play, they said I would have won. And because of that, my two bachelor uncles and my dad bought me a $300 uh, Wurlitzer accordion with 120 bass. And so it's a full accordion. And so from the age of 10 on, I learned that. And I had such a fabulous teacher. She was so gentle and she almost talked in a semi-whisper. But she loved music just like I did and it came across. And that's the way you teach music. Yes. You let it just go from one to the other. And it is so wonderful. So that's how I learned piano. And I loved it so dearly. And I took it clear to when I was 20, I did a 20-piece program, including the Greek Concerto uh, for the National Play Piano Playing Auditions, which I entered every year for about 20 years. Just for the fun of it, I have in the back of my mind that we might be descended from Johann Sebastian Bach. Bach means brook. And the legend is that two little boys were orphaned in a German war by the deep 
Brooks. Now, Bach had 20 children, and all of these, my family, came from Germany about this time, and my maiden name is Diefenbacher. Now, how you get that is, on the Bach, to make it plural, you add, you add E-R, and Tiefbach means deep brook. You can always change a T for a D in German or vice versa. And Tiefen also makes it plural. Tiefen Becker. You'd put a numlaut over the A in Bach. Tiefen Becker. Deep Brooks. And then besides that, my mother's family also came right after the Reformation, a uh, hundred years or so. And her name was Weidenbach. W-E-I-D-E-N-B-A-C-H. And that means Meadow Brook. And so I just am going to ask God when I get to heaven if it is possible may we, that we might be descended because all of us are very musical and we love music so intensely and spend so much time gaining the uh, ability to present it beautifully that I think it's possible we're descended from Johann Sebastian Bach, which would be a great privilege and honor. Grandma Ruth, can you talk about your creative process for music composition? Well, I just loved all the chords so much from the accordion, you see. I have all the chords made for me into a button. I have the, what they call the counter bass, that's one button, the third in the key, and then the bass, we'll keep it in the key of C, and then the next button is a major chord, the next one a minor chord, the next one a seventh chord, and the last one a diminished chord. Oh, they are so much fun to work with. And so because of the accordion, I think chordally, and it's interesting because of the way it is made. It's a perfect way to teach um, music because you start with C and everything above starts G, D, A, E, B, F sharp, C sharp, G sharp, and below C, and sharps raise a note, a half a step. And when you go down, you have the flats, F, B flat, E flat, A flat, D flat, G flat, C flat. And when you learn how to play a scale using the counterpoint and the name of the key, you learn it once and it will transpose the same on every key on the accordion. That is really neat. And because of the knowledge, that knowledge, I was able to write things. And when Kansas became a hundred years, I think it's 1961, I wrote the Gold of Kansas, which is a very nice little ditty, you might say, and had it published. And I had a friend who was an illustrator, and she'd put all the beautiful things about Kansas in one illustration with the wheat fields, airplane in the sky. Um, it just looked like a rural scene, basically, but it did also include the airplane which was very eminent in Wichita. Wichita was the air capital of the world back in those days.
Having taught piano lessons to several generations, what is your best advice for beginning piano teachers? My best advice is to love the students and they make them feel it and play little bits of beautiful things like Bach's uh, Minuet in G and uh, Haydn's Surprise Symphony because there's such a fun story of how uh, they were out in the boat, all these uh, noble people, and uh, they went to sleep, and so in the music it has a clap of thought like thunder, and it's so much fun. Yeah, it has to be fun, and yet they have to work at it. Yes. But the, if you can give them the simplest things, like uh, that Otto W. Meissner thing, and the very simplest, is Sister Severia, X-A-V-E-R-I-A. That's what I start with. And it has three black bears on the three black keys and has the story with Goldilocks. And then it also has uh, two little blackbirds and that way you just squash them and go clear out the four octaves. And then you come back down, it has a darling little rhyme. On the black keys, so that way that the, the beginner keys. students don't have to and master all of them. my children all learn these between two and three. Oh, wow. Now, all children aren't ready. Uh, I had a student where uh, I, t when she would say, when am I through? Which <laughs> broke my oh, heart. Wow. But... I then began giving her five-minute lessons for a year. Oh, wow. But in the long run, she loved music. You see, and it's no good to, to teach and bear down on them. And, uh, you do need to expect something from them. And right. it's very helpful when the parents uh, involve themselves in the discipline to get them to practice. Yes. <laughs> but you are a failure if when you're through with them, they do not feel inside the love of music. Grandma, how do you find balance in your life as a mother of 10, a grandmother, now a great-grandmother, an author, and a musician? Well, it's tricky as all get out, but it's putting first things first. If you're nursing the children, you just need to see to it that when they are hungry, you feed them. You have to be creative in making things in the long run so that they will like them. And yet, if there are things they should do and aren't doing, you insist that they do them and you teach them the word no means no. Don't run in the street. It's <laughs> essential. <laughs> it's essential that they truly listen and learn that and then give them work to do. And of course, all this music is in a sense a work and it's such a beautiful work because of what it does in the soul. Lastly, do you have any kind of concluding remarks on some of the highlights of your musical career that you'd like to share with us? Well, I married the perfect husband for me, Harold Shear, and he was a dentist and he he actually uh, supported us. So, but my role was totally being mother. And by being mother, I had all the best times. I could tell if a child was ready for me to work with them or not. And so that was 
but without my husband being willing to do so many things. And uh, they took other lessons besides piano. From me, we did. We started at 5 o'clock in the morning. I would have, we'll say, my firstborn Valerie for 30 minutes. Then I would have Dana, the secondborn, for 30 minutes. And so far as my three boys, my three rascally boys, <laughs> I probably gave each one every minute that they ever studied music. And uh, they were just as good as the girls. They did not choose that to make a living. All the girls, in a certain sense, really, became professional musicians. Right. We had about Including my mother. five or six violinists, a couple of flutists, and uh, the boys all were wonderfully loving of music and had pretty voices, and the girls too. It was just a thing we did. But we put on the sound of music. We were very fortunate because I did the accordion. I did the accompanying. My husband played clarinet and saxophone, usually clarinet in the uh, family shows. But we put on the family shows. Creating music was a relief from the humdrum or the immense amount of little tasks a mother does. You just guide them into Wanting to do that, which is good. That's really why I did the shows. Well, thank you so much for being willing to interview today. And I appreciate all of your time and your inspiration over the many years, Grandma. It's well, been wonderful. Well, my sweet angel. You're my sweet angel, dear. Thank you. Thank you.